Oh, hey, this is Mark Tixera, Marvel Comics legend. I created Dora Milaje with Black Panther and all the other Ghost Fighters that everybody can imagine. Anyway, you're listening to Crusader Chronicles. Read them all, kids. You're listening to Crusader Chronicles episode 47, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 191 and Ghost Rider number 35 from January 1979. Welcome to the 47th episode of Crusader Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Christados. Crusader Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by their release date from my comic book collection, either in a digital, in a trade, or from the many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issues for that release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and having fun along the way talking about them with my friends. Speaking about my friends, joining me as always is Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. Well, hello, Pat. Hello. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. You? I'm doing good. And I, I, I feel like your energy is a little down tonight. So I got this energy boost for you. It's this uh, bracelet looking thing. I just need you to put your hand into this mm. here. Okay. Yeah, I am feeling energy a boosting bracelet. Ooh, okay, let me got put, that. Why, why does it hurt? Uh, don't worry about that. And uh, let's see, Delvin, can you come over here for a second? Uh, put sure. your hand in the bracelet. Give you energy. Uh, I can always use some energy. There you go. You put it in the other end, just like okay. so. Yeah. And time bomb. Son of a god! I knew it. By the end Look of the episode. <laughs> You got to the end of the episode, this thing's going to blow up. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Devin, how are you with numbers? <laughs> uh, I'm Alabama education, so, I mean. Okay, so we, you're, saying, you're saying we got a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About one in a million. <laughs> All right. That's good. We may be able to do this by the end of the episode. So, let's see if we get out. Speaking about trying to get out of this, let's see who the guy is chained next to me. Delvin, the dark web. Well, my uh, bit actually has something to, to do with death, too. You know, I, I found the secret to long life and the curing death. Want to know what it is? Uh, yeah, I only got a few. <laughs> Can I guess? Sure. Is it racing? Well, no, it's, it's apparently kicking a mother <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you beat him. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to race. It's a butt kick of doom. <laughs> there we go like all these people coming out with all these antioxidants and stuff oh, I, have, right I, off the cliff. I have things to say about that <laughs> <laughs> well let's see how that fares out with us um with the whatever we're tied to here delvin we gotta <laughs> don't kick me off the cliff please. i won't i won't we'll right. find a way pat we'll find, we'll a, find way. a way probably Maybe. next issue but we'll find a way yep Speaking about finding a way, let's find a way and see how Jason the Weasel Skull is doing today. 
Weasel Skull's not doing so good. You don't sound good. What's what's up? I've been, uh, you know, I've been making these gadgets like these handcuffs I made for you. Everybody knows I'm the Donatello of the group here. <laughs> I got it, by the way. All these gadgets. I think this, is this uranium you've been giving me all this time to use? Because I think I might have radioactive poisoning, Pat. <laughs> me? Well, I, I haven't been giving you anything. You if you could help save Jason's I... life and pay his medical bills at patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. <laughs> 35 members in my life is safe. <laughs> Just need 35 members, you might save Jason's life. 35 more members. Anyway, I'm very angry and upset that you guys did this to me. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back and make some more devices. <laughs> Okay. Like putting two knives in you. <laughs> well, he's got to pay for the money for that cough medicine. That's right. You go make those. We're going to need them. He's going to die. Yeah. Eh, he'll get by. 35 patrons, folks, and I make it. <laughs> Please help save Jason's life. Please. If you could only see the sad face in his eyes when he coughs, breaks your heart. I actually feel it's like that won't in be as fun when it's just me talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fight a chipmunk. Oh, speaking about some sponsorship, let's go ahead and talk about Omaha Bound Entertainment. But you don't want to hear it from me, folks. You want to hear it from somebody who's super fancy, the fanciest of them all. And who well, thank you, Pat. Be? No, <laughs> Pat, they call me Queen Fancy. Queen Fancy. Ooh. Oh, that was stage name I used for a while. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, this episode, of course, is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment, your best choice for hardbinding special comics in your collection. And they also offer unique collections that they have bound themselves. All you got to do is go to omahabound.com, see what they've got in stock. Alert, alert. I am told that Omaha Bound is going to take a full year off from binding stuff. What? I knew. I know. Guess that's mm-hmm. too late for my X-Men the Hidden Years. Okay, just still reach out to them. If you're interested in getting some binding done, reach out to them, talk to them. They might have to schedule you, push you out a ways. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. It is worth the wait. If you've been putting together a collection and you want to get it hardbound, I'm telling you, it's worth the year-long wait. They do such an amazing job. So you can reach out to them and tell them what you've got, and uh, they may be able to work around that. But they did put an announcement out that they've gotten so much work. I like to, you know, thank, you know. Us, I'm pretty sure it's us. That's they us. got them all that business. Absolutely, hundred percent. So I think it was us mm-hmm. that made them famous. Fancy, fancy. <laughs> well, we do appreciate them as a sponsor, but definitely check out the website. They're still selling cool collected things uh, that are hard to find, old school stuff. Go check it out, OmahaBound.com. Check them out today. Thank you, Jared. And they are super fancy. Now, with that fanciness out of the way. Let's get started with this episode's issue. But before we do, let's take a quick podcast promo break, and we will be right back. Okay, all right. Okay, Lantern Cast promo, Action Comics Weekly promo. Okay. All right, what's the date on this thing? June 23rd, 2016. All right, let's take a look at this thing. Oh yeah, Bowie. Not a bad choice. Hi everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman. You may know me from the Green Lantern podcast, The Lantern Cast. 
You also may know me from making promises across the comics podcasting community concerning a new project I've been working on. An Action Comics Weekly podcast, to be precise. Well, it's time to deliver on that promise. Oh, promises, the promises. The Weekly podcast is a bi-weekly what? podcast featuring myself and a rotating cast a rotating... of semi-regular co-hosts. Semi-regular? The characters oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I have had just about enough of that. Okay, first of all, you barely got five episodes in. So what in the world are you talking about on delivering on promises, let alone a bi-weekly schedule? And semi-regular co-hosts? Okay, listen, youngin, you're not Ryan friggin' Daly. You had basically the same guest on for each character almost every time, and you know it. (sighs) So let me just apologize to you all by way of, you know reality for once look life happens but the action comics weekly podcast is coming back segments are being recorded and the only thing i'm shooting for is quality episodes not a schedule so find the action comics weekly podcast very soon in places like apple podcasts and stitcher because the show is back but this time with less youthful ego i hope welcome back from the break Now let's get to the first featured comic for this episode, and it is Amazing Spider-Man number 191. Wow, we're almost getting to 200. I can't believe it. Woo! Pat. Yes. We're um, nine episodes away. Oh, that's pretty close. That's good math. Yeah. Thank you. Nine! Credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. And this issue, again, is Amazing Spider-Man number 191, published by Marvel. Got a cover date of April 1979, but its on-sale date was January 9th, 1979. It's a brand new year. Cover price is $0.35. Cents. Editor and writer, Marv Wolfman. Oh. oh. Penciler, Keith Pollard. Anchor is Mike Esposito. I love it. (laughs) Me too. Letterer Rick L. Parker and colorist Carl Gafford. Who Who the the f*** is is Carl Gafford? (laughs) (laughs) There's no Glennis. Stereo where available. (laughs) I know we miss Glennis, but I'm sure she will show up again soon. I hope. You can read along with us in the Essential Spider-Man Volume 9 trade paperback or also on Marvel Unlimited. And we hope you do because it helps enjoy this fun experience that we have going on here for 47 episodes. Wow. Can you believe it? Cover credits go to artist Al Milgram. And speaking about the cover, let's go ahead and see what Jared has in store for his description. Well, you guys know how I feel about Smythe and the Spider Slayers. Find them horribly generic, so strap in for your horribly generic cover description. <laughs> the Marvel Comics Group banner is yellow on black banner. Spidey's in a green corner box. Amazing Spider-Man is red. Blue highlights. Scott Webb's. Jared, good. you uh, do not really sound enthusiastic to read this. I, uh, well, I forgot to write a cover description. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Smythe forgot his PPE while he was making these <laughs> Welcome to a very special 47th episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is just generic 47, man. We can do whatever we want. 
I'll, I'll bring the heat at 50, I promise. But anyway, your main action has Spider-Man all wrapped up by a spider slayer. And I got to say, the perspective of it's pretty cool because it's a top down. You get to see some of the New York City scape. There is a cover box that reads, Battles the Menace of the Last Spider Slayer. Spoiler alert. Happen to know there's more spider slayers in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's lies. All lies. So anyways, uh, Delvin, you're going to be Spider-Man for this cover. Pat. Make Spider Slayer robot sounds. Jason, New York yes. City traffic. That's all you got. Oh, man. man. I was hoping you'd say spider sense, but okay. Toss it in if you're feeling like it, man. Three, two, one, go. Yo, motherfuckers better get down. Hey, Knucklehead, get all the way. Stop rubbernecking. It ain't like you ever seen Spider Man robot spider before. It's New York City. Damn it. car. I don't know how many curse words you have to bleep from Jason, but your spider analysis were outstanding, Pat. And I like the why. Whoa, these words come off (laughs) all around. That was excellent. You guys made up for my terribly generic cover. I'll try to do better when we get to Ghost It's all part of being a team. You know, one person is a little low. The other is going to pick that slack up and we're going to do it right. I feel feel my slack has been picked up. That's how we roll here at the LBC crew. We do. And I love you guys for it. And I love you. Oh, man. With that great cover description out of the way, let's go ahead and get some quick cover thoughts on it. And we will start with Delvin. Cover's all right. Jerry gave a generic cover description, but in a sense, it's kind of a generic cover. Says the guy who could not draw this if you gave him three years to do it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's a spider slayer. And I don't know, it didn't quite do it for me. Yeah, nothing great to say. Nothing bad to say, but nothing great to say. I'll pass it off to Jason. I think I like it maybe a little bit better than you do, Delvin. Let's be honest, the Spider Slayer robots look a little cheesy usually. This one looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I would agree, I, yeah. I like the action pose that Spider-Man's in. You could really feel the menace, the danger. I always like it when they have the spider sense going off, too, for whatever reason. It just kind of makes that scenario seem to really amps up the drama a little bit. And then finally, Jared touched on his cover description about the perspectives of the buildings and the tiny little cars down there that really kind of gives you a sense of vertigo and how high up they are on the side of that building. So I think from a perspective angle, the cover actually looks pretty good, I think. What do you think, Pat? You know, I'm going to agree with you on there. I've When I see this cover, I begin to think back of all the other covers that had this kind of a rakish angle. Well done. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So we, we've had a lot of them and, you know, we've had a few just recently too. I always go back to like that Ferris wheel one and, and things like that. I kind of like that because it gives you a really different perspective and kind of jumps out to me more now when I see them. I like the way the spider it looks. I think it looks kind of more of a menacing looking spider. Like, yeah, I can believe that that's a spider and it's going after Spider-Man. The only thing that kind of throws me off is the whiteness of behind the webs and all that and into the background of the city. It's all colored white. I could have used a little more color in that, maybe, you know, unless they're trying to make something else pop out of that, but I don't know. That's a good point, Pat. It does kind of make it look kind of unfinished. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm feeling there on that. But other than that, Spider-Man in that pose, that spider sense tingling, I'm all in. Jared, how about you? 
And you guys said it all real good angle. I like the Spider Slayer in the foreground as a design. I'm not a Spider Slayer fan. I will say that the ink work on it is real good. And I really like the color. I like the purple highlights that are playing off of it. I think that adds a lot to it. But aside from that, uh, good point, Pat. It does look unfinished. And it's, 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 it's just okay. All right. Well, let's see what numbers we can find on this one for our cover rating. And as a reminder for the LBC rating system here, it's a one through five. Five, it tickled your tummy feathers. You loved it. Four, <laughs> you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It ruffled your tummy feathers. Jason. I really want to give it a four, but now that you pointed out that empty area up there near the title, I'm going to have to give it a three. Oh, you make me feel like a bad guy now for doing that. <laughs> no, it's but. a good point. It's a, it's a really good point. It's close. If Joe November were here, it'd be a 3.5. Okay. All right. That's fair. Fair. Delvin. I'm at a three. Just solid three. Don't even need Joe November for this one. I'll pass it to Jared. I agree. Three for three. Pat? Well. Are you going to get Mr. Roper? Yeah. Because who's knocking on the door? Oh. <laughs> it's crazy hide Mr. Roper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a three as well. We just hit three companies. Come on, knock on our door. We got a generic Spider-Man cover for you. Where the cover is half and half. Wait, time. Spider-Man cover 191. <laughs> All right, well, with that out of the way, let's go find out what the story is behind the cover with the story synopsis from Delvin. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider, a Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man. of this book was Wanted for Murder. Spider-Man. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one before. J. Jonah Jameson is mad. Stop. Uh, You told me to stop you if I'd heard it before. Fair enough. After the events of last issue, he is convinced that Spider-Man killed his son, John, orders Robbie Robertson to release a scathing editorial called Spider-Man Killer. And when Robbie wants to hire Peter Parker for an assignment, JJJ not only says no, but also fires Peter Parker. 
Knock, knock. Who's there? Peter Parker, who Robbie calls despite what Jonah says. Pete also sets up a date with Mary Jane so he doesn't have to deal with Betty Brant. He's also going to graduate, got that gym class out of the way, and an assignment tomorrow for the King Touch Shindig, but it's not all good, though. If your weapon fails due to trick stopping a runaway car, then you find out the skating editorial, you might be a Spider-Man. He goes to the DA named Tower, who says there ain't much I can do for you, bud. Here's your sign. You like puns? Jonah's anger at Spidey leads him and Marla Madison to Spencer Smythe, who unbeknownst to Jonah was behind John turning into Manwa. Oh yeah, the pun. Spencer Smythe, he be coughing a lot. Or is about to be coughing anyway. About like, to be in a coffin. In a coffin. Am I right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep going. A guy walks into a bar. He says, ouch. After being shown a spider slayer he's unimpressed by, Jonah walks into a super obvious trap and winds up handcuffed to a two-handed bomb. Who's the other lucky person Smythe wants on the other side? Right, so there's Smythe, Spider-Man, and Spidey's anger after being denied endorsement money from a company who doesn't like people who are linked to murder. Leaving to the bugle to find Jonah, he's ambushed by a spider slayer and due to Spidey inexplicably leaving his apartment without webs, winds up unconscious with no remedy. These nuts. <laughs> and in the end, Smythe has J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man chained together to a bomb set to detonate within 24 hours. The thing, by the way, this was a setup issue. So you got a lot of joke setups. Waka waka. Quick question. Yes. Now, if you were chained up with J. Jonah Jameson, would you want that bomb to explode quicker than 24 hours? <laughs> like, hurry up. Just go off already. Well, uh, spoiler to next issue, uh, it takes all 24 hours. You know, got to string out that drama. It was like an episode of 24 before 24, before, but that's yeah. next issue. Interesting. Well, thank you, Delvin, for that slayer of a laugh that I got there. Ha! Ah! Ah! Ha! I kill me. You do. You definitely do. Now, the bomb I put on you two guys is going to kill you by the end of this episode. <laughs> I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I've been happily distracted. Hmm. That ain't going to work. Well, let's go ahead and get through the bric-a-brac for this, and we'll find out if it's a first read or a reread. Jared. First read, sir. Jason. First read. Delvin. Sorry, guys. It's a reread. Oh. 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 Sad rainbow. It's the oh, first rough for me, but oh, doesn't oh. matter. That's like a game. Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. <laughs> well, with the sadness over, let's go ahead and find out if we have any highs, lows, or what does. And we're going to go around the room here and see what Jarrett has to say. Hi, low, or what the? Start you. I have a definite high and a definite low for this issue. So which one do you want me to do in round one, Pat? Don't ask me. You already asked me to make a decision before, and I, I couldn't. So I'm I'm going to pass this off to Delvin. Delvin, make the choice. Hi. Hi. Oh, you want to go All right. H-I-G-H. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, Pun sure. Pun time is over, Jared. Pun time is over. I want everyone to be well aware that I am well aware that this is shallow and ultimately meaningless. But that Mary Jane in the bathtub. Oh, my gosh. Excellent. <laughs> I just thought, man, Keith Paul drew a real good looking Mary Jane in the bathtub. I know it's shallow. 
I know I shouldn't focus on that, but I had to get out of the way. Now that it's out of the way and it's out in the open, I think mm-hmm. we all enjoyed yeah. it. We can move on to more important highs and lows. So, do you have one? Or? Mary Jane in the bathtub. I think it was pretty clear oh, okay. on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see what you have for the next round then. Okay. I got a low for you coming up next round. Okay. Prepare yourselves. Mm, Delvin. Okay. I like that choice thing. Do you want me to do a low or what the? I will let Jason pick from it for that. Give me a what the. Okay. The what the would have happened like right at the end of the issue where Spider-Man, you know, despite bravely you know, battling the Spider-Slayer without the webs and he wound up flipping it and landing, but the impact knocked him unconscious, a sickly Spencer Smythe picks up 175 pounds of muscular <laughs> dead weight. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Slung him over his shoulder, too. Like, unless he jacked himself up with some of that man wolf serum that he had from last week. Ooh, that's my no prize. My no prize. That's what he did. He had to inject himself with some steroids to do that because otherwise it made no sense whatsoever. Jason, you got a high lower with that? Yeah, I think I would say, um, move over, baby. I got a low. I said that low down Betty. <laughs> Betty low. She trailer trash low. Coming after my man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She better watch out. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Me and Glory, we're going to watch our stories. I'm high class, baby. High class. And better not take my cigarettes or Heineken. Heineken. Dang, MJ is high class. <laughs> you heard me speak French. You heard me. <laughs> Stories that that was the one that's what did it. We're gonna watch your stories. <laughs> Threw a little Midwest in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my low. Betty, that's your low. Yeah, Betty Brain. Oh. This whole I, I, I'm not really digging on this story. It's it seems out of character for Spider Man. Not very very yeah. noble. I I don't know. I get what they're trying to do. You know, he's a flawed character. Marvel mm-hmm. characters all have human characteristics, so I guess I should get over that. Well, I'm going to give a low. It's going to be uh, on Robbie. I'm like, why didn't you just leave? You don't let Jonah talk to you like that, man. Robbie's the rock, man. Yeah, yeah, he's but the he's rock. Getting, he could, but he could have just said, you know what? Then I'm out of here, Jonah. And then I would think Jonah would kind of go run after Robbie and go, oh, wait, wait a minute, man. Yeah, he knows he's a rock. You, th- just... you see Jonah doing that? Do you really see Jonah doing that? Robbie that knows. actually happened yeah. at some point in this continuity <laughs> Spider-Man. Maybe you're right. <laughs> so, Pat, I, this, this is what I'll say, because I've mentioned this before. This is, this is part of an ongoing storyline here. Okay. And in this issue, Robbie directly defied something that Jonah told him to do. He said, Jonah said, fire Peter Parker. And instead, Robbie says, he doesn't know what's good for himself. I'm going to hire Peter Parker for this King Tut game. Mm -hmm. Maybe that action has repercussions. Maybe not. Peter better not screw this up. That's all I got to say. He better not screw it up because if he does, Robbie might have some... um, issues with peter and might have some uh blowback with john Jonah. okay yeah he is really sticking his neck out for peter what? on this yeah and then i see but i'm just saying you know i know jonah's all hot and bothered about what's happening and wants you know revenge on spider-man and i'm just like you know robbie you know 
Don't I guess so, but I mean, this is this is beyond normal, Jonah. Though Jonah just lost his son. Yeah, and right. and I think Robbie knows Jonah really well, and I think Robbie knows that once Jonah calms down, he's not going to want to fire Peter. Not really. He's not really going to want to take it out on Peter. You know, not knowing that he's Spider Man. If he knew he was Spider Man, it'd be a whole other story. But I think he also knows that there's really no talking to Jonah right now. So I think this is the only play he's really got okay. is to, you know, that's my take on it. I don't know right. if you, you guys agree or not, but that's kind of how I read it. I mean, there's a dynamic, there's a relationship that Jonah and Robbie have. Jonah flies off the handle, Robbie listens. To him, fly off the handle. Robbie makes what generally is the right decision. Yeah, and so I'd say Pat is it's the dynamic that they set that it's Robbie's job to sit there and take that. Because you remember last episode, I wasn't a fan of it either because like the way that Jonah kind of lipped off, or maybe it was two episodes ago. Doesn't matter. Jonah lipped off to Robbie, and I'm like, mm, I don't like that. But yeah, maybe maybe that's why I'm seeing it again. I'm like, man, you know, that's I've had enough of it. But yeah, definitely an ongoing theme, something to watch out for in the next few issues. All right, Jared, let's go to round two. OK, I promised you a low. I need somebody, anybody to go to content page nine, which is the moment where Marla and Jonah show up at Smythe's place. Delvin looks like he's flipping. All right. Yep. yep. I need you to go to panel four where Smythe sneaks off to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And if you would be so kind as to read me his first thought bubble. Sure. <coughs> it's better than I dreamed. That's all you have to do. Have you ever coughed in your thoughts before? <laughs> <laughs> as a, a semi-professional comic book writer who wrote Hamilton versus Burrow Werewolf Tale available at theyardsaleartist.com. That drives me bonkers. Nobody coughs in their thoughts, man. Why, why did you include that? I know it's the dumbest detail to get hung up on, but it bothers me. Look, you've never had a cough so deep that you think cough? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it's just a, like a weird decision. Like he's physically coughed at several points when he's talking, and that makes total sense. But like coughing in your thoughts is like you just crammed in more words into that word bubble than you needed to. I don't know. Maybe because he's shoving in the pill, so he had to think cough it instead, cough, of, cough. Yeah, <laughs> instead of actually cough, cough, because the, then the pill wouldn't go down in his throat. So he had to think cough, cough, you know, and then you go, I just did it. <laughs> the, the, the listeners can't see that head bob you just did. Yeah, because I'm thinking it. <laughs> I know it's a stupid thing you get hung up on, but man, it bothered me. Boy, you, you got some bugaboos. That is true. That is a fact. Delvin, high, low, or what the? So this counts as a low? If I don't feel as strongly as Jared does about Spencer Smythe being incredibly lame. If for no other reason I have a respect for Spencer Smythe being around since early Spider-Man lore. But if I were to construct an argument about Spencer Smythe being lame, I would say that this book gave a little bit of evidence to that. Like, for instance... It took J. Jonah Jameson literally walking into a trap. Like, yeah, I got this Spider Slayer, but first, put this thing on real quick. Why? Okay. Why would he do it? Why would he have any reason to do that whatsoever? He had none. And he just made the decision to do that. And it's like, okay. And then, on the other hand, Spider-Man had to jump out of his 
apartment and go flying off without his webbing? He didn't run out of webbing. He just forgot it. So it took two incredibly coincidental things in order for Spencer Smythe to even get half a victory here. That would be a sign that a villain is a little bit lame if you were to make that argument. Hear, hear. Yeah, but wasn't he let the webbing like kind of bake or something no, like that? It's it. He had it. He just forgot it. He found out that he was going to be denied his money. That money was going to help out. He got angry. Yeah, he got angry, kicked the couch across the room, and then he jumped out and was like, he said the word showdown twice. I'm going to have a showdown with Jonah. And I show down and I hold down and I'm oh down with Jonah and go down. <laughs> All right. And so he was so mad that he jumped out, hopping from building to building. Good artwork, by the way, to show that. He never uses webs. He just hopped from building to building. That's so true. I kind of had to go back and think about that. I'm like, didn't he use his web to go? Nope. Nope. Just jumping. Yep. Just jumped straight out. Did not because he didn't. He They explained it. They're like, I didn't think I needed my webbing because I was just going to go to the bugle. But it's like... But Spider-Man leave without his webs? That's kind of an important thing of Spider-Man. That's that's Spider-Man. He shoots webs in his eyes. Yeah. So, and I, I want to add, because since I know I'm out of turns, that I thought the issue was okay. I didn't, wait, I mean, wait, I wait. know I did a what, then a low, but I thought, okay. I, I thought Only I can do that. I, I didn't really add anything. I just wanted to caveat that because I don't okay, want people okay. to think that Delvin was being negative about this. And yes, I just spoke in third person. We should pass it to Jason. I will say, though, just to set the record straight, that he was waiting for the webbing to set. He's on content page 13. He says it'll take about an hour to set. So let's see how I fare. So he started like just kind of testing out all his other spider powers, which I kind of thought was a little mm-hmm. bit of a filler. But still looked pretty cool. And he did leave thinking, I'm just going to go and have a face-to-face with Jonah. He wasn't planning to get into a fight. but You are correct, Jason, by the way. I mean, I don't know if that makes any better sense. I think if um, any time that you go out as Spider-Man, you got to assume that somebody's going to take a shot at you. So probably you want to you wanna go out with all your weapons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's your target. Remember him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he's Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's a callback. I guess I, I'm going to just give it a high. I think we kind of been beating this around a little bit. I thought that the fight against the Spider-Slayer creature animatronic thing was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I like that. I liked how it had the sense of chasing him up and down the buildings, kind of had a Terminator-type vibe, mm-hmm. and that the art of it, especially when he impacts onto that car, that was a really visceral panel. Made me wince when I saw it. So, although I agree with Delvin, too, it's like that frail Spencer <laughs> Smythe is just going to carry him like a sack of potatoes into the van, I guess. Cannot I guess that rage got his got his adrenaline going, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> I would have liked to see like six panels of him just like trying <laughs> to pull Spidey into the back of the van. Like, oh, I should have brought a guy for this. <laughs> <laughs> really need to get some muscle. Need to hire some muscle. <laughs> Have the robot do it or something, but, but yeah, well, the robot got killed, they're squished, or yeah, but anyway, I thought that the fight was pretty cool, so I'll give that a high. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Pat? I agree with you on the fight, I agree with you on the artwork. This mm-hmm. has been really great artwork. My high for this one is going to be all the character moments that have happening in here and the different the characters in the storyline that are going on. We get something's kind of come to a little close. 
we get some other things kind of bubbling up and representing themselves on what's going on. I like that. I like just like the the storytelling that's being weaved here is keeping me interested in this story. Makes me want to read the next one to find out, okay, what's happening now? You know, so we've seen Smythe as the bad guy and he was, you know, making Manwolf do what he needed to do. How is this going to end? He's finally got the two together. What's going to happen? Uh, we see Betty and the MJ relationship going. Peter trying to go, you know what? I got to get, you know, I got to get with MJ to get Betty off of me so she can go, you know, do what she's got to do. Or um, He's got that fatal attraction thing going on right now. This ain't healthy. We find out, you know, they've been planting the webbing for quite a while in this, and it's finally coming a little bit forward. I don't know if it's going to go even deeper, but maybe it is because he, now, now he's, you know, he's chained to somebody else and he has no webbing, can't do anything. But my one thing that I'm, you know, this is another villain thing that's going to get me all the time and gets me every time. And here's how I'm going to no prize this one. Okay, Smythe puts him in the van, drives him to wherever he's going, ties him to the chair, and never took off his mask. You think yeah, you would just take off his mask and that way the two could see each other? But no, either he must have been so tired from having to lift him up that he couldn't take the mask <laughs> off him because he couldn't. Like, oh, my hands are hurt so much. I can't even do this to lift his hand, lift the, the mask off. He could have just wanted him to die. Yeah. Well, I, you know? Yeah, I, I know there's that. You know, I don't care who it is or if I see it, I, I wouldn't know. But Jonah would know. Maybe. Maybe. Or Jonah was, he has at least a healthy suspicion, it looks like, because he's like, you know what? I don't even want Peter Parker to get a job because he's always linked to Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. So there's that. Now Jonah's linked to Spider-Man, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? I do. I'm going to pull a Pat and do a bonus one here, but it's really kind of agreeing with Pat. You mentioned this just a minute ago. I think the highest high for this book for me, and I never did get a chance to give it the highest of highs, though, is the cliffhanger ending. Mm -hmm. That got me. I was like, oh, this, this, oh, this is interesting. It's going to be good. These guys, much like you and Delvin, uh, with the bomb on your wrists. Oh, yeah, uh, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm sure he's just joking. It's no. Got to the end of the episode. It's not going to blow us up. No. Why would he do that? I mean, 47 episodes in. Why would he blow us up? I, I don't know. I just make the gadgets, man. I don't. I don't <laughs> ask. You never kill us, Jared. Not in cold blood. <laughs> never miss. You'd miss me too much. All right, well, let's go ahead and get going here. Otherwise, I hear a bomb at the time of ticking here. Let's get to our silly Spidey moment. Jason, do you have a silly Spidey moment? I think the one that got me was when he goes to visit the lawyer guy, mm -hmm. the, the attorney general. And like he just goes off and breaks the desk. My hat's off to this guy. Maybe that should have been my high. He's not even flapped. He's like, oh, Bill be in the mail. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> you know, it's like, that is mine. I'm really it's sorry cool. about your desk. Oh, don't be sorry. You, you'll be paying for it. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Delvin? Same. same. Yeah, the same one. I just, I love how unflappable he was about it because it was kind of a goofy spotty moment that he was just, he was mad. He was legitimately mad enough that he couldn't even hold back his power and just collapse the desk, which is kind of funny in itself. And the dude didn't even blink like, yeah, don't worry, I'll send you the bill. So, yeah, mine too. Jared. I laughed out loud when he saved the little old lady from the car. 
And then she started wailing away on him with the purse. And yes. He said, "What are you like a black belt with a pocketbook?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like landing blows on Spider Man, which makes it even better. <laughs> we learn in jujitsu. Right, we just don't like to talk about it. <laughs> Spider sense, strength, and agility. And he's taking a beating from this lady with a pocketbook. I liked it. Made me laugh. What about you, Pat? I'm gonna agree with you, and that's that's weird because two cool guys agreeing on the funny one, and what do we got? Two awesome guys. Awesome guys. <laughs> Gotta go get the two awesome guys wearing the high. We got two cool guys wearing the high karate and two awesome guys. Wearing the guesses. cool water. We're wearing the cool, cool water. water. <laughs> I was going to thought it was brute. brute. <laughs> wearing the brute. Yeah. All right. Well, with that silly spidey moment out of the way, let's go ahead and get to some ratings for this issue. And again, it's a one through five rating. Five is you loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It ruffled your tummy feathers. Delvin, one through five for the story. For a lot of the Marv Wolfman run, I've been giving him a four. I felt that it's been really good. And I've had that five standard at that end of the Lynn Wien run, Mm -hmm. the Green Goblin storyline. This one gets a three. For the reasons of if I remember next issue well enough, and I do because there's, man, there's just a pivotal moment at the end with J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man that I loved. I'm pretty sure I'm giving next issue a five, and that's going to average this little two-issue story arc run out to be a four. So this is a three. It was good. No really major villain other than the the spider. It was good, Uh, but I'm leaving it at a three. Jason. I'm just looking at this one standalone. Uh, now I'm kind of excited now that Delvin kind of teased the next issue. So I'm looking forward to that. I think I would have to give this one a three as well, simply because there's, I just really don't care for the Smythe character that much. I'm ready. I'm ready to get to a little bit juicier of a villain. So yes. three, three for me. It's a build, I think there's a, it's a buildup going on. No, That's I agree. I, I agree. And now I'm really looking forward to it. Like I said, you know, mm-hmm. Delvin's got me hooked. Jared. Joe November was here. He'd probably go with a 2.5 as well. I was thinking as I read it, but then I really like that cliffhanger. So that's definitely going to cause me to round it up to the three and, and a solid three. This is a happy three. Mm-hmm. So again, three for three. What do you got, Pat? Well, guys, I'm going to go with a four. I liked it. I'm going to throw you guys off. So sorry. I, I like this one. It's okay. I didn't want you knocking on our door anyway. That's right. Get out of our door. <laughs> no room for you. No, I I get it. I, yeah. I thought there there was a lot to like in here. I thought the art was great. The again the storyline that kept me turning the page, turning the page, turning the page. If it can keep me turning the page, it definitely means something. So word. All right. With that, that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or a question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox Crusade Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back. Teddy Roosevelt, Spartacus, Julius Caesar, Babe Ruth, and Albert Einstein. What do these men all have in common? I got it. Great shoes. You know, like sandals. Or Albert Einstein had great hair. But I know they were all great with the ladies. 
No. Well, maybe. Hmm. But no, the correct answer is that Phineas and Jeffrey met them all, plus many more. But what if the listeners don't know who Jeffrey and Phineas are? Phineas and Jeffrey? They're voyagers. You know, they travel, time travelers, travel through time, correcting history. You know, giving a little nudge where needed. You mean how Jeffrey corrects the mistakes and Phineas takes all the credit and, don't forget, all the ladies? Uh, yeah, something like that. Join Michelle and me, Aaron, monthly as we follow these two adventurers. Available on most podcatchers as Voyager's Cast and also on the Head Cast Network. Green light, kids. We did it. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, which is determined by Crusader Club members. Club members get to vote on this segment using the online poll only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. As always, we want to thank our Crusader Club members for voting to help determine the programming for this show. If you want to get in the voting and all the amazing benefits of being a Crusader Club member, just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. You can join for as little as $1 per month and help determine what each episode's second feature will be. For this episode, the Crusader Club members selected Ghost Rider number 35. Again, the credits for this are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Publisher was Marvel. Got a cover date of April 1979, but its on-sale date was January 9th, 1979. Cover price was just 35 cents. Editor was Roger Stern. Writer slash penciler, Jim Starlin. Anchor, Steve Leola. Letterer, Tom Orzakowski. And colorist, Petra Goldberg. This was reprinted in Ghost Rider Highway to Hell, number one from 2000. Or the Essential Ghost Rider Volume 2 trade paperback. And you can probably find this also on Marvel Unlimited. And we hope you read along with us on these. Cover credits go to penciler Bob Budiansky. Hey, I know that guy. You do know that guy. I do know that name, yes. Anchor is Joseph Rubenstein. And let's go ahead and get a cover description from Jared. All right, Pat, we've got the Marvel Comics Group banner is coffin black letters on that green banner. The Ghost Rider title itself is in ghostly white letters with some black highlights. You've got Ghost Rider on his killer bike up in the corner box. And your main action shows Ghost Rider and Death himself doing a death-defying leap off of a cliff while Skeletor laughs about it in the background. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Guess what you're doing in the <laughs> cover sound effects. <laughs> There's one cover blurb that reads, Death Race. Anybody else want to do it? It's fine. Death Race. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, let me hear it. Let me hear Death Race, Pat. Wednesday, 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 death race. Jason, give me a death race. You'll pay for the entire seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> death, death race. Death race. Death race. <laughs> death race. <laughs> All right, well, we've done a lot of sound effects, but hey, let's do some more. Don't, don't need more Skeletor laughing. Jason's on motorcycle sounds. And Pat, you get to say what you would say if you were Ghost Rider making that big leap. In three, and two, and one, go. 
This is really wind is really in my face. I can't I can't feel my skin anymore. I think I swallowed a bug. <laughs> well done, everyone. All right. Thank you for that death defying cover description. It's death a- race. Death race. Death race. Why walk when you can run? Come to the death race. Let's go ahead and get to some quick cover thoughts on this, and we will start with Jared. Well, I like the layout. I like the background with the star field. I think the skull's well drawn, although it's weird because it's like, is that Ghost Rider skull? Is it Death Skull? Is it just a skull? I don't know. <laughs> but it's a good drawing of a skull. Is it a tap out t-shirt? <laughs> I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I've always found questionable about, about this cover, and I'll get to why I say always, as if I've covered this on uh, multiple podcasts, is the coloring on the bikes. It's just like solid orange on Death's bike and solid red on Ghost Rider's bike. And I, I, I don't know. It just looks weird. I just I feel like more coloring detail might have served it well. I don't know. Just bothers me for some unknown reason. Maybe someone else can shed some light on it. To Delvin. There's just something about Ghost Rider. He looks so damn cool. Like, That's the, true. The, the, just the bike and the flames... With, with the skeleton, I mean, like whoever, I don't know who designed Ghost Rider originally. I'd have to look it up. Fantastic design. Just like the new Ghost Rider has like a classic automobile. And, you know, that's kind of cool, but it's go back to the bike because the bike is cool. And on this one, you know, you got two bikes that are flaming that were kind of cool. And for whatever reason, that extra skull that's in the sky, that really just set it off to me. And I was like, ooh, that's a cool cover. So I like it for some reason. I like that they took just a little extra time because they could have gotten away with the death race and the two motorcycles, but the skull head made it seem like there was a little bit of an extra effort that Bob Budiansky cared enough about that. And I'm more used to talking about Bob Budiansky and the Transformers, but it's nice to see him drawing some Ghost Rider and mm-hmm. stepping outside of that range. And actually, this was before Transformers, so yeah. even cooler. Late breaking news, Ghost Rider was created by Roy Thomas was the writer and the art team of Gary Friedrich and Mike Plug. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Would never have guessed that. So thanks for that. Uh, pass it to Jason. Yeah, this cover is pretty interesting and it kind of summarizes my thoughts overall about the art of this book. There's parts of it I really like. I do like the starry field and the skull in the background. I love the ghostly white letters of the title up at the top. I kind of feel like, though, that the artist, was it Bob Budiansky we said that did this one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I feel like he rushed the bikes. He's kind of camouflaging, doing a little trickery there. I mean, it kind of works. It almost looks like two comets going over the side of the cliff. And I wish that there was just a little bit more detail to the bikes and the characters because... Like you said, Delvin, they're such compelling characters, and Ghost Rider and his bike are just iconic. And I think we get short-shrifted on that a little bit on this cover. It's functional. I like it, but I wish there was a little bit more detail to the bikes and the characters. Go ahead, Pat. I'm going to agree with you on the Starfield and the Skull. I think that really makes this pop. The bikes, I'm going to say they're drawn that way, maybe because they're going really, really, really fast. 
And so everything's kind of blurry on that just to make that kind of stand out. Because, I mean, these are okay. You got death and you got Ghost Rider. These are probably two supernatural kind of guys that obviously they can, they were just probably blazing down the road or the trail or whatever was happening here. So that's how I would. Yeah, I think I agree. You can get away with it. I just get away with it. You yeah. didn't. But I haven't read a lot of Ghost Rider, so I guess I'm I'm not really sure what to expect here on the cover or even inside. So with that, why don't we go ahead and get our cover ratings for this one? It's a one through five rating for this, and it's five. You loved it. It's so hot it went up in flames. Four. You really liked it. Three. You just liked it. Two, didn't like it, and one, you hated it. You got it doused out with water. Let's go ahead and find out what it did for you. Delvin, one through five. Since I gave out some threes, I'm going to give a four to this cover, just because I like the skull that's howling in the madness in the starlight. For the Jason. howling skull. Ow! Oh, I like your skeletal laugh better. <laughs> yeah! Jared. Um, I'm going to land with Delvin on that four. It's really that Starfield background that saves it for me. And, and and the skull, and yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I'm going to give it a four. Jason? I'm going to give it a solid three for the reasons I already discussed. Really like the skull and the starry background. Wish a little bit more detail had been on the two main characters of the book there. I will second your three, Jason. So I think we are split on this one. Two flaming hot guys, me and Jason, against two... Mild men. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with you guys being called flaming. <laughs> I thought you might <laughs> We're above fancy. We're Caliente. Yes. Going right up to that line and back him off, back him off, back him off. <laughs> so we need you out there to decide. Are you with two hot flaming guys or are you with two mild men? What's it going to be on this cover? We need to know. All right. With the cover rating out of the way, let's go to a... Story synopsis from Jason. Ghost rider, motorcycle hero. Baby, 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 he's a blazing away. Like the star, star, stars in the universe. Strider, motorcycle hero Baby, 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 baby He's a place in the truth Strider, motorcycle hero Baby, 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 baby He's a looking so cute Sneaking round, round, round in a blue jumpsuit running head out on the highway 
Who's this freaking a-hole Standing in my way Oh no, his name is Death And you know he wants to race Time to rev my engines And ignite my face Cause I'm Time for our first match. Trying to save some dude. I thought I could win with my hell chopper attitude. Turns out his bike is faster, and he's got mad riding skills. And that poor bastard becomes the next in line of death kills. Born to raise Got to shake it off now. Try to forget what he did. Because our second match is for the life of some kid. We race all through the canyons Twisted, turning like a gnarly maze Death thinks he's won again But he forgot that I'm Johnny Blaze Born to race Time for the final race Gotta put it on the line Cause he tells me face to face if I lose, it's my own behind. I've got to go faster and faster. Fly like I'm Spaceman Spiff. At the end, I just cheated and kicked him off that effing cliff. Back to you, Pat. All right. Thank you for that blazing hot synopsis. Hemorrhaging Patreon people right now. <laughs> <laughs> you say his club members just bailing out. I paid for this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. This is not worth a buck. It's your dollar, worth it's your dollar in action. Dollar at work right there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to the brick or brack for this issue. Is it a first read or a reread for you? Delvin. It is a first read for me. Jason. First read for me, Pat. Pat. It's a first read for me. Yes. Yeah. Jared? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. See, Jared? boys, I have a show that I do called Comics with oh, no. Normies on the White Rocket Entertainment Network. And I actually covered this episode with a normie a couple years ago. So it's a reread for me. Hmm. You know, I, I, what, what, what I can stand the most... On this show is when somebody just comes right along and they've already read the issue. Makes the nerve. Me sick. It is disgusting. I thought you did that just a few minutes look, ago. Look, look, don't be bringing up old. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. talking about now, Jerry. Ah, speaking of which, quick reminder: you are linked to Pat with a bomb. Well, that's Episode's okay. Almost over. That's okay because we are. I think if we just butt kick him over the cliff, that's it. We'd be all right. We got it. Yeah. 
And then we just give Jason some cough medicine. He'll cheer up and feel a lot better that he can uncuff us. Problem solved. See, there we go. That's what I do. I'm a problem solver. I've added an angry face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get to some highs, lows, or what does. And we will start with Jason. So admittedly, I'm not a huge Ghost Rider fan. Haven't read a ton of Ghost Rider in my comic book journeys. But I did enjoy this one. I thought it was really interesting. I like the tension between Ghost Rider and Death. It kind of sets up, boom, it's out of nowhere. But I guess ultimately I got to say hats off to the artist for setting the mood and really the kinetic action of the chase through multiple panels that really kind of had me turn in pages quickly in this book. So really kind of enjoyed that for one of my very few Ghost Rider experiences. And let's see, who do I need to pass it to? Delvin. Born to rain down. For whatever reason, like Jason's incredibly made up song, I was standing, the song that kept coming on my head is Midnight Rider by the Almond Brothers. So I uh, just wanted to share that with you. Uh, maybe next time, man. Jared doesn't know maybe that. Maybe if I heard it, yeah. I don't, it's not ringing a bell. <laughs> what? I've got to run to keep on riding. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Thank and I'm bound to keep on riding. And now I've got one well. more silver gun. But I'm not gonna let him catch me. No. Not gonna let him catch me. Next stop. Next synopsis. <laughs> that has nothing to do with higher lows. <laughs> Just a song that was on my head. Jim Starlin's art was incredible. I yes. I mean, page after page of wonderful awesomeness of the Ghost Rider that I didn't even care what the story was about. I liked the artwork enough that it did keep me interested in looking at what he was going to draw next, even for what for Ghost Rider was kind of a simple story. But I think that was kind of the thing that they did with Ghost Rider in the 70s is that they had him doing a lot of road tripping type stuff because he's a rider. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's the ghost rider. He's on a motorcycle and he's traversing the States. And it was kind of those human stories, but with a supernatural twist. Thumbs up. Let's pass it over to Jared. Sometimes, boys, sometimes you have to eat the filler. <laughs> <laughs> this was clearly a filler issue he's like let me think back to the time that i i don't even know I, <laughs> like you said it doesn't matter it's such a basic and simple story with really good artwork for a filler issue this is kind of what you want this is what you want in a filler issue basic story in three parts really well drawn so i'm gonna just basically pair it with delvin said for my highs i'll i'll i, I like this one i'll drop a low in round two okay you know i've Never read a lot of Ghost Rider, as I said before in this. And so kind of like Jason, I've here and there, very few and far between. And I don't think I've read any of this older stuff. It's probably the 80s stuff that I read. Delvin kind of put it in a great way of that it was this guy on a motorcycle and he does a lot of, you know, supernaturally kind of a story behind it, mystery, a little more darker edge on it. And I kind of liked it kept me turning the page to find out what was happening. And I'm going to also agree on the artwork in this. It was really, really nicely drawn. Kept me turning the page as well, too, for this one. Let's go ahead and get into round two. And Jared, back to you. 
I promised a low, so I'll bring one. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to take this story if it's sort of like metaphorical or if it's in his mind or whatever. But the part that always really confused me was the little girl just wandering around out in the in the <gasps> desert, like by herself. And yeah, that's what you do. You don't understand, Jared. This girl represented destiny, and I'm totally making this up. Out. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought it was going somewhere. Right now. Oh, really? uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was weird. Like, okay, the, the guy you know whose bike had broke down that made some sense, but then they were like, "Now nah, you got to race for this little girl." It's like, so she's just wandering around out here in the desert by herself, and like, then there's a reunion where she reunites with her parents. Where were her parents the whole time? I want to know more about that backstory. That's it. <laughs> I think it's death just placing these people here and there, aren't they? Or just I, you know, I yeah. Again, are they just kind of pawns? But like, if she was just placed as a pawn, why did she have parents to reunite with? I got the sense she had like wandered off. They were camping or something, and she wandered off. That's I know. What I, yeah. thought. I mean, I, I'll buy it. It just seemed weird. And the only other thing that seemed weird was the quasi anticlimactic ending. But I'll leave that low hanging fruit for somebody else. Looking at you, Del. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kick Devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, let's bring it's it out. Like, I was looking for some big existential answer, and he was like, <laughs> 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 Hey, man, sometimes you got to kick a mother <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> this is all I got left. Oh my goodness! You can imagine Forrest Gump saying that, like Mama always said. Sometimes you just gotta kick him off the off a cliff. <laughs> I, yeah, that was <laughs> that's to me the sure sign of where maybe it was a filler issue because Starlin has like, all right, let's end it some way. Okay, we're gonna take the supernatural being and just kick him off a cliff, and that's the end. <laughs> And they did, to Starlin's credit, say that Blaze knows that that's not going to be the end of death and just how to end the book. But it, it is funny. That is funny. And I'll put that more in the what the category, uh, but definitely is funny. I did. I want to add something, though. I recently in the Avengers have read about a similar type of death race that Mephisto, I believe, I could be wrong on that. Mephisto had with the new Ghost Rider. So it looks like Jason Aaron, who's writing the Avengers right now, did a little bit of backstory and may have referenced Ghost Rider 35. I don't know if this is the first time that he has raced a death or a demon or something like that, but it is interesting that 40 plus years later that the storyline was brought back. I think, wasn't it, wasn't it Johnny Blaze that he had to race? I think you're right. He had to race? Johnny Blaze. So it's kind of that I didn't even think about that, but that is interesting. Mm. I liked it how death got duped. He's like, man, I got this all figured out and you're going to be mine, Johnny Blaze. You know, all you got to do is win two out of the three that we're doing and we're neck to neck on this one. And then I got this all in the bag now. Oh, did you fuck kick me off? I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, or I could literally kick your ass off of a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back a uh, an old bit that Delvin and I have done for years. I'm totally going so fast. Oh, he <laughs> <laughs> just kicked him off. I want to say two things. Two things in defense of that that final moment. Number one, the art looks great. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And even that scene where he kicks him off the cliff, I just thought it was so well laid out. You could kind of see it play out as a, in the movie in your mind, you know? So I, I'll give a thumbs up to that. And number two, Jeff cheated a couple times during the course of both of those races. I think old Johnny Blaze just had enough and said, okay, you're going to cheat and here goes. I'm play, I'll play your game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I like the little detail of when the death bike crashes and the, just the goggles yes. you know, flying out in the foreground. I thought, oh, that's a nice little detail. Jason, high, low, or what the? I'm going to give it a high. This one's going to be unusual because I'm going to give it a high for being a filler issue. I kind of appreciated it because I really haven't read enough Ghost Rider that if I fell into the middle of a story arc, I probably wouldn't know a lot about the supporting characters or what's going on. Mm -hmm. I felt like this was a good one for me to get in there and see what he's all about. One of the reasons why I never really gravitated to him is because the times I've seen him, there wasn't really anything heroic about him. You know, he just was kind of this creature that gave a pendant stare to bad people and punished them, which is okay if you're into that thing. But I like my heroes to be heroic. And in this one, I got to see it. I got to see him do some heroic things. Like, sure. Yeah, he was the, really... To save the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he really was angry when, when he failed to save the first guy. And he mm-hmm. was not going to lose that kid. And he went all out to save that kid. There were some really good character moments in there that, for me as a new reader of Ghost Rider, a relatively new reader of Ghost Rider, I really appreciate it. So I'm going to give it a high for being a filler. I'm going to change. Sec- yeah, I'll second that. I definitely agree too. I was just thinking the same thing that this story was really so compact that it gave you the beginning. It showed me who Johnny Blaze was and how he transforms into the Ghost Rider and why he does it. It gave you something to that heroic kind of a feel as well, too, where he, you know, he may look scary and evil, but he's out to help people that deserve it. And then there's still the leftover feeling of, okay, well, you know, you don't just dupe death. Death dupes you and he gets you, (laughs) you know, so that's lingering there and you probably just made him even more mad at you. So he's going to hunt you down. But yet Johnny's doing his hunt down too in this whatever vengeance that he seeks or what he, what he has to do. Uh, you know, the next episode, it, it kind of teases, all right, well, he's reaching his destination from where he was going to. What's going to happen next? All right, well, with that round out of the way, anybody have anything else on this one? It's a delicious filler. Sometimes yeah, filler well, sometimes can be delicious. you eat the filler. There you go. All right, for this one, let's go ahead and find out who was on fire for this issue. Hey! Let's see who we all picked on this one. Jared. Johnny Blaze. Delvin. Literally everybody was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> also Johnny Blaze. Jason. Johnny Blaze. Pat. Johnny Blaze. It's a Johnny Blaze all the way around. He's hot and on fire for this issue. All right. With that out of the way, let's go ahead and get to the ratings for this issue. It's a one through five. You loved it. It was hot to the touch. Caliente. I like it. Ha, 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 ha. How you feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling? <laughs> Delvin, how you feeling? I'm okay. Like, you know, I'm on these. This is hot. hot, 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 hot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got confused. Yes, sir. Just get to tell what number four means. People are hot, hot, hot. to race death. <laughs> 
Number four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, you hated it. You got doused with the water. Let's find out. Jared, one through five. If Joe November was here, I'd go 3.5. It was awfully tasty filler. Good art. I'll, I'll bump it to the four because, like Jason says, it's kind of a welcoming book to the Ghost Rider universe. Speaking of all, Jason, one through five. I'm going to say four for the exact same reasons that Jared did. Delvin. I'm with them. I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling a four for. Uh, the Adventures of Johnny Blaze kicking down. <laughs> I was looking for that big plot twist. How's he going to outthink him? What's yeah. his maneuver going to be? Nope, just boop. <laughs> Sometimes the simplest ways are the best ways. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I, you guys are all saying tasty filler. I'm with it. I'm going to agree with you guys as well, too. So boom, boom. Everybody get on the floor because it's a four. I really liked it. Like Jason said, it was a good filler slash bring you into Ghost Rider. And I, I kind of want to start to read a little bit more about him. Yeah. After all those movies you watched that like the one where like Al Pacino played the devil, had Keanu Reeves in it. And what the hell was the name of that movie? The Devil's the Advocate. Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Uh, Crossroads, where they play guitar with the devil. You know, there's always some crafty way you got to defeat the devil. And all those movies are just going to kick this right up. Going to save themselves a lot of time and effort. What was the one with Schwarzenegger? And, uh, End of Days. End of, End of Days. days. You're a choir boy compared to me. That could have been better. I still liked it. It wasn't bad. <laughs> I like the soundtrack. Soundtrack's really good. I like deviled eggs. <laughs> I do too. They are deviled awesome. eggs are good. Went out man. of my way to make outtake real for you, yes, <laughs> uh, But conversely, I like angel cake too. So. Ooh. Ooh. Angel, <laughs> angel, angel cake on the other. Deviled eggs on the other. <laughs> With the ratings out of the way, that's going to bring us to an end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back. Born out of violence, adopted in chaos, teenager Cassandra Kane is seeking the answer to a question. If nurture can undo nature, raised to be an assassin, Cassandra is trying to burn the pages of her past and write a whole new future. So Write to us at thehuntresspodcast.com or go to Twitter at Huntress Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your other podcatchers. This podcast shares a feed with the Huntress Podcast, the Bad Girl Cassandra Kane Podcast. Cheers. Welcome back from the break. Now, let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. 
These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, Mary Jane in the bathtub. Nope, nope. Mm -mm. Hadn't done that in a while. Just figured I should do it now. TheYardSaleArtist.com. Early access to special long box episodes, voting to help determine show content, a quarterly newsletter, and so much more. These are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Oh. Anthony from TFU Info. Auburn Elvis. Bill Bear. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Clinton, get your back in the basement. Robinson. David, get your battle wagon Collins. The Duchess. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven every minute of it. No, it ain't. No, no. Come on. It is me, the collect. No, no, it is I. It is I, the collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. The often mentioned Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. Josh Strickland. The mighty Mark Hatherley. Maxwell Traver. Aranda W. Paul X. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto 5 I'm sorry, Toronto Cop. And one-time donor, Brad Morin. If we missed anyone on our list and we got a few new ones, thank you for joining. We apologize. Not not for you joining. It's for the if we miss anyone on our list. It's called an appositive. You put it in. I'll keep going. Keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance for release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at LBC headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you want to keep it short with just our ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. We have a few like, shares, and retweets concerning Crusader Chronicles, episode 45 from November 1978, where we talked about Amazing Spider-Man 189 and X-Men 118. And we will start off with Aaron Head Moss. Well, we kept leaving our wallet with El Satano. Gotta get it. Get it. We got to get it. it. Andrew Morris. And Helica Fetty Wolf. Auburn Elves, thank you very much. It's all about the Benjamin Reese, baby. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Bill J. Parker. Bill Schmidt. B. Scott Smith. Chastin Buenteo. Chris Lydon. It's my day, boys, because I got Chris at BTO and Bat Book, so we must let it roll. Now I'm going Clinton Chilongu. Clinton Robinson. Coffee and Comics. Comic Reflections. Hmm. Conan the Librarian. Craig Wadlin. 
Daniel Johnson. Danilo Dulay. David Lopez. David Mattioli. This was one we haven't heard in a while. <laughs> I got the loveliest dame, Deborah Smith. Yes, you did. I got Doc Strange. And I got Stab. Dustin Stab. Eric Rivera. Eric Karishkamp. We got Fan Film Friday's podcast. <laughs> It's catchy. <laughs> it is catchy. Gene Hendricks. Green Lantern HG. Gregors Skosinski. The equally hard to pronounce, Hal Jordan. Ivan Chudley. James Charles Huntley. James Jackson, if you're nasty. James Russell, also if you're nasty. Gene Deshays. John Mouser. Justin Steiner. Manuel Cañete Mendoza. Oh, I get him again. The mighty Mark Hathaway. Matt Large. Matt Medium. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Max Traver. Michael Mikulovsky. Non-obstant 2000. Philip O. Oh. Randy Bishop. Ranger Gord. Ronaldo Nelson. Rick Heineken. Ruth Sutherland. Ryan Daly. And not to be outdone, Ryan, he's got legs. He knows how to use them. Scott D. Gladfelter. Secret Wars and Beyond podcast. Stephen Caver. The Hammer Strikes. And random geeky stuff. Timmy, Tim Price, come on down. Wondering if I'm going to get any more of Delvin's family tree here tonight. <laughs> God. Looks like you are. In this case, my nephew, <laughs> Titanka C. Williams Jr. Trekker Talk. Give me a beat. Well, I was going to unpack the power of the power pack. I was going to read the unpacking of the power power pack. But I, I, I forgot how to pack. So I couldn't unpack the power of the power of the power pack. Mm. <laughs> then he got high off of life, of, of course. Van Allen Plexico. Vernard Jeffries. Walt J.B. Mitty. You have a secret life. And we're going to end it with Zachary Carter. Woo! We Woo. the names. We'll move on to social media comments from... I'll take this one here from Green Lantern HG. Hashtag more Trekker more often. He says, what a great episode. It could only be matched by fantastic guest Van Allen. Man Wolf is a villain I'd hope was more explored in Spider-Man comics, and I do remember that X-Men comic that's well into the starts of my X-Men fandom. Glad you liked it, GLHG. I'll take a comment from Auburn Elvis. He said, if that Spider-Man cover didn't get all fives, then I'm going to have words with somebody. Can't remember how we scored it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Might have. <laughs> Probably words to be had. It's uh, I think we scored it pretty high. But I happen to know that Auburn Elvis is also a big Stegron fan, so yeah. heck yeah. Stegron. <laughs> Stegron. Summer anymore. I am going to read a comment because I don't know if we've ever had a comment from Michael Mikulovsky before. And he simply says, Sunfire. Yes, sir. And I'll take one from Jeff and Rick present unpacking of the power of the power pack because the power pack cover don't stop word. <laughs> Another quality episode made better by the inclusion of comp competent 
of the inclusion of competent guests. Okay, it was kind of ironically funny that you tripped over. Of <laughs> <laughs> compost, compost. I guess I have to leave that in the editing then. Yeah, like what? What is that word? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you mean there, Rick. I, I just I don't understand what you mean that. But thank you for that comment. One more from Green Lantern HG, who says. And all of you get a trophy. That Magnum PI bit had me laughing nonstop. I was going to own the high part of the song with Delman just We owned it. TC. <laughs> I, I, I want like a, a, a bit where I turn to the camera and like. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, now it got me thinking. Now we got like we, we shouldn't do like a an eighties video of uh, just us doing like a montage of yeah, or like stuff. turn to the cameras like yeah. I have a Magnum PI Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> From Hilo Hatties in my hanging in my closet right now. We can do this. Got Detroit Tigers ball cap. I do somewhere because I, I I wore it as a Halloween um, costume one year. So I had the Detroit Tigers ball cap. I wore the the shirt and then I got like a fake mustache. Yeah, maybe that's something we can do for like you know, club members instead of a. Dressed up and up in costumes. <laughs> People are wanting this for a long time. He's already got to go to the next con as Moses Magnum. <laughs> Apparently. Somebody <laughs> wanted to dress as Spider-Man. That happened one time. I maybe, don't know. Maybe instead of like doing the newsletters, we do... Photo we shoot. <laughs> yeah, we have, and we do every quarter. Every we we tell them to choose like four different things. Then we we'll kind of need more patrons to pay for these elaborate <laughs> costumes. You don't need to be elaborate. And Jason's surgery for his medical problems. <laughs> anyway, I just oh, need right. five more patrons. Five dollars. Wow. That's all I need. Thank you to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and your help in spreading the word about this podcast. And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jarrett, Jason, and Delvin for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Delvin. You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Jared. Well, before I share my social medias, I see the timer is almost up on that wrist bomb. So that thing should be going off in three, two, one. Ooh. Ooh. My wrist. Wow, oh. man. This feels awesome. Feel amazing. Jason. Yes. Did you put a bomb? Like, bomb? My, my wrist That's is That's what so you said. You said you wanted, you wanted, a, you wanted bomb in the, in the bracelet. The hair is smooth as a baby's bottom. Spell what you think I said. Bomb. That, you said bomb. B-A-L-M. Bomb. Oh, my God. Is, is that lavender I smell? Uh, I'm not going to put this. the heat bomb in your bracelet. I'm giving you some high-quality S, man. Oh, man. Can, can I put this on my other wrist? Go ahead. Anyways, while he's doing that, you can find me at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, and YouTube, Yard Sale Artist. And I 
So disappointed. Does it have parabens? I'm allergic. Uh, the thing I'm itching. I'm itching. Ah, this is awfully <laughs> inconvenient, Jared. Uh. And over to you, Pat. And you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It Livestream on YouTube. We do it on the second Sunday of every month at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Check out Lombox Crusade on YouTube and please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you will get reminder notifications of when we go live. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or a question? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us on the next episode as we continue on the crusade to Music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J O S E F L I N 99. You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Every time I look around. Like the in my face. Pat, damn it, you didn't do your job. What? You didn't remind me that I need to write some cover descriptions because I haven't written one for either one. No. Nope. I thought you did. Man, why should I remind you? Cranked out the up tonight as I go. Cranked out the best synopsis of all time. You know what we were doing? It was on the calendar schedule yeah right? yeah yeah it's been a little bit of a busy week gonna, i guess we're gonna yeah. just have to take my 47 episode winning streak and mm-hmm. and just start out all over put it back to zero slack <laughs> i guess that's what we're gonna have to do it's zero zero boys <laughs> it's like the sign that's zero. how many <laughs> how many days, days since <laughs> yeah. I'm Four, it 47 days since i've forgotten cover description descriptions yeah well back to zero <laughs> Day one. That's all right. I can make a bit out of it easily for Spider-Man. Uh, Ghost Rider. Eh, I'll do my best. 
if there's one thing I'm good at, it's doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I have, I, I'm usually the guy that's filling out that crap two weeks in advance and stuff, but just this, the insanity of the last two weeks has caught up with me, boys. I was proud that I brought my food upstairs and ate and was done 15 minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our goals. Gold star for Delvin. Hooray. <laughs> all right. Well, with that fun cover out of the way, make it a better place. <laughs> Jared, you Jared. Run for Jared, me. Jared. Yeah. I got the entire human. Got it. <laughs> Say it loud. 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 All right. Thanks, Pat. And I'm going to need you guys to help me out. So I'm going to sing a little song. You all have the script in front of you. And the capitalized part of that, I need you to sing it with as much gusto as you can. You can manage, say, born to race death, born to race death. Give it a try. Go for it. You guys do it now. Born, Born race to race. race. Come on now. Come on now. Oh. All right. Born to race. There you go. Do like Bear did. All right. Born. We're going to tell you from the top. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> I had to think of a lotion term. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of aloe vera. I was trying to think of <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think at the end I went down <laughs> small bump for the synopsis flat line <laughs> Resurrection <laughs> Best bit was a stupid bomb pun oh, It's on mute again Damn it. Delvin, sing me some Almond Brothers on the way out <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get the words up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were already looking. You knew I was gonna ask. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm prepared for it. I got to run to keep, keep on hiding. And I'm bound to keep on riding. And I've got one more silver dollar. But I'm not gonna let them catch me, no. Not gonna let them catch the midnight rider. Not bad, not bad. Well done. Nice. Woo.